Welcome to the GDPR Stand Up Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping you succeed with GDPR compliance. Your host is Rocio Beza. She is a cybersecurity consultant that enjoys helping organizations with GDPR compliance. Yes, the internet holds plenty of free information about GDPR. However, it's usually filled with lots of jargon and complexity. It's not obvious, but the status quo is placing consumers, yes, you and me, in a vulnerable position. Rocio is on a mission to change that. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome. I'm Rocio Baeza, and I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast episode. Thank you very much for deciding to join us today. And just to start off, I want to welcome the new listeners. So this is still a relatively new podcast. We officially launched back in December. And uh, I am glad that you have uh, come across us and you are benefiting from this show. All right. So just uh, for all the, the new folks, so we are running on a weekly schedule. The idea here is that uh, new episodes are going to be available on Sundays. Now, I realize that I am late with episode n- number nine. We had a bit of a compressed week last week. So I am based in Chicago, and we actually had very cold temperatures. I think it was Wednesday and Thursday. The schools were closed. The kids were home, and uh, I had to quickly prioritize my stuff here so that's why this particular episode is late but uh, we should be back on a normal schedule moving forward all right and just so that you know there are two ways that you can access this uh, platform so if you are a podcast listener just know that um, this is available on itunes it's available on google play and it's also available on stitcher And if you prefer to view things, uh, just know that this platform is actually also available on the YouTube platform. So uh, if you want to check out the video feed for an episode. All right. So with that, we're going to get started with today's episode. And today's topic, um, we're going to be talking about just a quick summary on GDPR. So... I remember when I was first uh, learning about G- G- GDPR. So like you, I, I'm, I'm guessing you had lots of questions. I remember when I first heard of, of the acronym, I figured, oh, cool. So this is a new law that I should probably dig into. And so the way that I, I tackled this was basically running searches on Google to basically get as much information as as I could. I started to find websites that had pretty good information and I would keep tabs on any new articles that they would create. I was also participating in lots of webinars, uh, webinars that were being provided by consulting firms, webinars that were being provided by other service providers. And I felt that by just reading things and listening things and and challenging things, I felt like that is what ultimately helped me um, start to make sense of what GDPR was all about, what that actually included, and um, what that actually meant for organizations. And I have to be honest here, 
as I was learning this material, I struggled a lot. I felt that it was just very broad. I felt that I kept hearing the same topics being talked about in webinars and articles and Q&A sessions. I kept hearing, kept hearing things like, oh, you have to update your privacy policy. Oh, you may have to go back and review all the contracts that you have with your third party partners. You probably have to get fresh consents from all your customers before May 25th, 2018. And I think that the topic that I just kept hearing over and over, and, and it was just hammered. Uh, it was just defines how there's a, a, a maximum fine. And this was, uh, this created a bit, that was, I saw that to be the shock factor, just hearing that uh, GDPR fines can uh, reach up to, um, I believe it's 4% of your annual turnover. Um, I thought that was just very attention grabbing, right? But all this to, to, to say that as I was learning more about GDPR and as I was uh, going down the path of building uh, a pipeline to help other organizations that need help with GDPR, I found myself struggling with remembering, okay, what is the breadth of GDPR and how do I go ahead and start to figure out what applies to organizations so that I can uh, be a, a resource to organizations that needed help. So with that, just wanna share that I ended up creating what, I, what I've been calling the 10 GDPR components. So that is a resource that I created to help me. It is something that I felt uh, was a very visual way of breaking down the breadth of GDPR. And it's something that has very much helped me along the, the, the way. I have shared this with clients. I have shared this with folks that have questions. And if this is something um, that you think might be a resource for you, I encourage you to check it out at gdprstandup.com and just click on where it says the 10 GDPR components. For today's episode, we are going to cover the first five. And in next week's episode, we are going to cover the remaining five. Now, uh, for someone like me that's a data, data privacy geek, uh, this is information that is pretty interesting to, to me. But I realize that this may not be the case for you. You may just be looking to understand things at a high level. So that's why I am going ahead and breaking this out into a two-part series. All right. So the 10 GDPR comp components, um, uh, again, you can find that on the website. But the ones that we're going to be covering today are the data protection officer, internal record keeping, the privacy policy, third-party contracts, and consent mechanisms. So with that, we are going to start with the first one. So again, the first one is a data protection officer. So what is that? A DPO. This is a senior, so this would be an appointed position where someone at your organization would ultimately be responsible they would own and manage data protection responsibilities at the company. 
Now, this is a this is one of those GDPR components where it doesn't actually apply to all organizations. So I'm gonna take a step back and if there is just one thing that you take away from listening to this episode, I want it to be this. GDPR is very broad, yes. However, some companies will have to do it all and other companies will only have to do some. And this will all depend on the data that your organization holds, where that data is coming from, in other words, who is providing the data? And lastly, how is that data being used? So I'm going to repeat that one more time. If this is the only thing you take away from this episode, let it be this. Some organizations will have to do all that GDPR requires and other organizations will only have to do some things that are required under GDPR. Now, going back to the uh, GDPR component that we are talking about now, the data protection officer, some organizations will be required to appoint the data protection officer. This is true. However, there are thresholds. If your company meets specific thresholds, then your company will be required to appoint a data protection officer. However, if your company does not meet those thresholds, then they are not required to appoint a data protection officer. They would be required to appoint a data protection representative, which is different. So just keep that in mind. All right, now let's move on to component number two. The number two item here is going to be internal record keeping. So what's this? It's just another term for saying documentation. So think of internal record keeping as the documentation of your data management practices, which primarily determine the scope of your GDPR responsibilities. All right, so with GDPR, if you've done some uh, deeper diving into the, re the regulation, then, then that you may have come across the accountability principle. So basically with GDPR, if GDPR applies to your organization, you have to be able to demonstrate for compliance. And the way that you demonstrate for compliance is by providing evidence. The way that you evidence things is through documentation. Basically writing down what applies to you and writing down what are the things that you are doing that uh, shows that you are meeting the requirements. And the way that you, you do that is, is by writing it down. Now, this is something that would apply to all organizations. So if you re remember, some organizations will have to do all and all organizations, and some organizations will only have to do some parts of the GDPR. This is one of those requirements where all companies will have to fulfill. All companies will have to be able to produce um, some type of documentation that shows this is what I'm responsible for, given the data that I hold, given the way that this data is obtained, and given how this data is used internally. Okay, and just to close out that component, I will also say, yes, there are very fancy tools out there that promise to make things uh, simpler for GDPR compliance. However, you should know that a simple word processing tool is is really all that you basically need to be able to fulfill this requirement 
yes, you can buy something or you can find something that has all the bells and, and the whistles. But if you're just starting out or if you have a, a shoestring budget, just know that yes, you can use Microsoft Word or you can use a Google Doc to fulfill your internal record keeping requirements. Okay, so let's move on to number three, GDPR component number three, and that will be your privacy policy. So this is going to be one of those requirements that will probably impact the majority of organizations. Now, at, at, this, at this time, I would say that the privacy policy is probably an industry standard that most companies have, are already complying with. So if you think of any, any company, they probably have a website. And on that website, you will typically find a copy of the privacy policy somewhere in the footer. And what is this? So this, think of this as, as a legal document that is basically communicating to whomever, or I think it's fair to, to say it's communicating to the public what the company's data management practices are. In other words, what kind of information is a company collecting? Are they aggregating? Where is that data coming from? How are they securing that data? And also, how are they using that data internally? When it comes to GDPR, there are specific requirements on what, uh, what pieces the privacy policy should include, what topics it should include, the level of detail that it should include. And because GDPR uh, applies to personal data of those that are living in the EU or those that are from the EU, I would argue that um, taking a look at your privacy policy is, is very likely something that most organizations will have to do as they're trying to make sure that it complies with what GDPR requires. Okay, moving on to the fourth GDPR component, and that will be third party contracts. So think of this as if you are working with other vendors, think a service provider, think consultants, you name it. If, you, if your organization is sharing or is providing access to personal data to a third party, to someone outside of your organization, then this is probably something that you will want to pay closer attention to. So when I say third party contracts, I'm basically saying, written agreements with third parties that you exchange personal data with. And this is one of the components where I would say it would probably apply to most organizations. I think that right now we're just seeing how, how powerful it is to be able to partner with other organizations. So this is something that I think will impact most organizations and if you are a small company or if you are a company that is not sharing any personal data with uh, someone outside of the organization, then this is probably something that you don't have to worry about. Okay, and to wrap up, so this is uh, GDPR component number five, and that is going to be consent mechanisms. Now, first, let's clarify what that means. So think of this as a system of features and processes to manage consent on how your company can use an individual's personal information. I think the one example that we're all familiar with are 
consents around marketing. So if you sign up for an online service or if you, or if you do business with someone else, you're, you're typically asked whether or not you want to be either opted in or opted out of their marketing list. I think that for the most part, we've seen examples of this type of consent. When it comes to GDPR, it, um, this is actually different. And in 2018, I saw lots of misinformation out there. And, I, and if there's a second thing that I would want you to get away from or to get out of today's uh, session is, is, is how, uh, how GDPR thinks of con consents. So with GDPR, the idea is the company has to establish the lawful basis for processing personal data. GDPR provides six options, and we'll probably get in, into this in a future episode, but basically there's a list of six options that you can select. Um, my company is processing personal data for this reason or for these reasons. It can be uh, for legitimate interest. It can be for, um, let's see, uh, another example is, is, escapes me. But one of those six lawful bases is actually consent. So if you are processing personal data based on consent, and not on the other available lawful basis for processing personal information, then consent is something that is going to apply to your organization. And I would say that most organizations, I feel, especially in the US, have been, in, have been um, making a bigger deal around this, and I think they probably should. And we'll, we'll talk deeper about consent in future episodes, but just, but just know um, if you're looking to uh, reach a level of compliance with GDPR and in the back of your mind, you're thinking that you may have to obtain fresh consent from your customers before you're able to market to them or before you're able to reach out to them, uh, just know that, that that's probably not correct and it makes sense to do more due diligence to make sure that you are interpreting this correctly. All right, so again, uh, we just went over the, the first five of the 10 GDPR components. And again, this is a resource that I created for myself. This is not something that you will find in the GDPR text itself, but it's a resource that I created as I was trying to wrap my head around the GDPR. Uh, and breaking it out in a way that made sense to me. And again, the five components that we reviewed today are the data protection officer, internal record keeping, privacy policy, third party contracts, and consent mechanisms. If you wanna check out this free download, you can find that on our website at gdprstandup.com and just click on the button that says the 10 GDPR components. All right, so we are ready to wrap up with today's episode. I just want to give you a preview for next week's episode. We are going to be covering the second half of the 10 GDPR components. And just to give you a preview of what those are, um, we're going to be talking about individ individual rights. 
we're going to be talking uh, about the concept of operationalizing an information security program. We'll be talking about breach notifications, how we are able to demonstrate for compliance, and this uh, detail around paying the data protection fee. So if you want to follow that along for next, for next week, uh, make sure that you tune back here. And as we close, I also want to provide you with another resource. So we, we recently released uh, what we are calling the GDPR implementation plan. So think of this as that step-by-step -step process that organizations should follow if their goal is to become GDPR compliant. And if there's one thing, no, if there are two things that I want you to get away as takeaways from today's episode, is that um, not all companies will have to implement all of the things that the GDPR requires. It really depends on the data that your company holds, where that data is coming from, and how that data is being used internally. And the second thing is when it comes to consents, you have to do more due diligence before worrying if you have to obtain fresh consents for your customers. All right, so just wanted to say thank you very much for checking out today's episode. I hope this was helpful. And uh, if you can just please do me a favor, um, if you can just please leave me a review or a comment on whichever platform you are listening this, you are watching this, I would appreciate that. Uh, this is something very new that I'm doing. And just knowing that there's someone on the other side of the line uh, hearing the message is very encouraging. So if you find this to be a, res uh, a useful resource, uh, let me know by leaving a comment or a review. Thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Hey there, wait, wait, before you close out the episode, I want to quickly share, I recently started a virtual community to help professionals like you on your journey with GDPR compliance. Now, when I got started with the cybersecurity space, I found myself uh, doing lots of, of reading, Google searches, and trying to find information. I oftentimes had to uh, do a lot of investigation before I was able to uh, figure out, okay, what's my next step? Or how do I address this problem that I'm facing? And I want to I, I I want to provide you the resource that I wish I had as I was learning this. If if this sounds interesting, I invite you to learn more about this virtual community. And you can do that by going to our website, gdprstandup.com and clicking on the button that says click to join our virtual community. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the GDPR Stand-Up Podcast. If you need additional help, please check us out at gdprstandup.com. Until next time.